Greetings and salutations to everybody out there in viewer land. My name is Mike Kowarski. I am today's host of The Rundown, where we promise to bring you 2A views and conservative news, but I do not host this program by myself. No, Mr. Pibbleworski, you do not. My name is Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the left coast. Uh, I, well, I'm very much enjoying this hump day because you know what? It's all downhill from here. Not the show, yeah. just the week. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, man, you got that much confidence in the show, huh? It's, all, it's all downhill from here, baby. Tune in tomorrow when we talk about comic books. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Maybe that would be, be how it'd be, book. son. A little Dr. Seuss, maybe something like that. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. You said something, Greg? What was that? I said, that's how that would be how it'd be, son. That's, that's how it'd be. That's how it'd be. Yep. Yeah, we'll start giving you a. Uh, uh, Australian rules football reviews, you know, as well, in case anybody wants to know. So, um, or maybe some cricket, the latest cricket, you know. Right. <laughs> well, you guys don't like sports? Ah, come on. Um, all right, Craig, how was your day? How was your uh, How was your Taco Tuesday? How did it end up for you? Uh, it was good. Wound up having uh, actually steak tacos, thinly sliced. Oh, oh not steak tacos. Thinly sliced tri-tip. Uh, tacos yesterday, so that was phenomenal. Uh, Very finished, nice. uh, finished us doing some work on the back patio, getting the getting the yard looking all nice and purdy and stuff. You know, I'm not a, normally not a fan of of doing yard work, but I've I've kind of gotten in the groove lately. Well, listen, it's the perfect time of year for it, right? August. What are you crazy? You know, not supposed to do yard work in August. That's ridiculous. That's how they. You get the news headline like 48-year-old man found dead in yard, you know. That's that's when you get those kind of news stories. So, well, you know, be careful. With, be careful. With, with with a nice bourbon on the rocks, it definitely makes the day go quicker. Oh yeah, and much safer when using all those power tools. Uh, <laughs> I don't use I don't use the power tools when I'm when I'm consuming the bourbon. You don't you don't ride the mower? Uh no. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't. Ha I don't have like you know the a big old estate like the like the great Mister Piwawarski. I, I don't have not have gotten estate. my forty acres yet. <laughs> it's, it's it's much less an estate and more of a, uh, a squatting kind of scenario here, right? So the Piwawarski compound. It's a. I mean, a little bit of a compound, but again, it's more of a. Uh, you know, planted my flag and nobody else has showed up. So mm -hmm. we'll uh, yeah. be good. We'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's start moving down the board here. Let's start knocking out some uh, some headlines so we can uh, give the peoples what they desire. Uh, let's see. Let's see. First story here. This one, you know, Craig, I saw this story and it kind of gave me a little bit of faith back in uh in humanity uh, the, uh you know we, we all know about the evacuation going on uh from kabul and as if the american government would tell you it's over with uh however there's still americans on the ground there so you know i guess so uh, when biden reaches that date he reaches that date it's done so uh but still americans on the ground separate topic we'll get on to that one uh, perhaps tomorrow but for today i found this story interesting because after the, the bomb blast went off and the uh, 13 military uh, service members were killed and now the estimated 170 Afghan civilians were killed. Uh, uh, someone in the State Department, all right, this is not a political appointee way high up. 
This is not some, uh, you know, lackey answering the phones at uh, the State Department, uh, you know, board. This is some mid-level manager somewhere in the State Department, our State Department, puts out basically a May Day to uh, airports and airlines uh, around the world and says, you know, Mayday, 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 we're in assistance of uh, emergency air transport services uh, to help rescue people, uh, you know, trapped behind the lines in Afghanistan. Uh, any and all, you know, uh, you know, would be welcome. So th that's kind of went out. It just kind of goes out over, uh, you know, the, the, the international civil aviation authorities that that goes out. Well, this 727 which is, uh, it, you know, it's got, got ownership there in, uh, in, in Africa. Uh, it's called Safe Air Company. There's a captain named Neil Style. Uh, and, and first off, it's 727, folks. This plane is uh, probably 40 to 60 years old, somewhere in that range, okay? To give you an idea, do, Craig, you remember the, the D.B. Cooper story when D.B. Cooper jumped out of a, an airplane in 73, 74 yes, uh, with the money? That was a 727, Okay. So you know, just to, to give you an idea of that of that aircraft, um, so this plain white airplane comes in. It had been doing some uh, it had been doing some contract, uh, you know, uh, cargo work up in the area of uh, Tajikistan, uh, and which is one of the stands up in, in the area, the, the stand area. And it the the captain saw this message and said, "Let's go." And they were like, "Well, what, what about the threat? What about this? What about that?" And he's like, "You didn't hear the call." People in danger. Let's go. Loaded up his airplane, you know, and, and, and went to Kabul. Just showed up, you know. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he called in everything ahead of time. You know, like, you know, so they don't shoot you down. But, uh, you know, he gets in there. They rescue 308 special forces, Afghan special forces, operators, and their families. These are people that 100% would have been killed as of today. Um, these are people that. We're not the normal Afghan National Army that just gave it up when the Taliban showed up. These were the guys that bought into it. These were the guys that went, you know, shoulder to shoulder with our special ops guys going for the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and all of that. So these guys were hidden away in a warehouse. And this was basically a, a last-ditch effort because as the American aircraft came in, they were taking Americans out. These guys were not Americans. These guys were not green card holders. Took them out, took them to G to Tajikistan to where they're going to figure out what kind of life they're going to have from there and what, what, what the next step is. But it's kind of like my faith in humanity was restored to see somebody out there went, oh, I hear the call for help. We must go and answer. You know what? It, it reminds me of like a, like a Dunkirk, right? Like look, the people just yes. like, look, let me just get in my boat, my trawler, my yacht, whatever it is. Let me just get in there. Let me go help and do my part. You know, the American spirit is... It's not dead. It's been muted by the wokeness, by the by the wokeness and the weakness of the wokeness yes. uh, in today's society. And you know, the, in the, in an era where you know being masculine is called, you know, call, they call it toxic masculinity. You know, it, it is a, it is amazing to see that there are people who are out there who are willing to step up, who are willing to sacrifice, who are willing to put it all on the line. Kind of like that lieutenant colonel who who went out there and, you know, asked for accountability from his superior officers. You know, it's nice to see that there are people out there who are willing to do that, who are willing to stand up for what's right. And, you know, you know, consequences be damned. We're going to do what is the right thing. And, and the great thing is this isn't a, like you said, this isn't a, a politician. 
This isn't a, this is a, this is just a, a guy working for the guy <laughs> right? Yep, yep. and just decided, look, I'm going to do the right thing. I, yep. yeah, you're, you're right. That was an awesome story. <laughs> the, um, it, it, it's kind of neat. Now listen, you know, it, it's at some point, you know, I, I don't know the guy's motivation. You know, listen, it's always good to, uh, uh, to have the Americans need to owe you a favor. You know, that's, that's never a bad thing, right? When you're an international uh, man of mystery flying planes around the world, helping people out. So that's, that's definitely a bonus. But the other thing I found that was kind of cool is the name of the airplane is Irene. Um, and for, for, for those who don't know, Irene in the Greek language means peace. And in the special operations community, military community in America, the code name Irene, and you probably remember that from the, from the movie um, uh, Black Hawk Down, Codename Irene is usually one of the names given to the uh, most important parts of the mission because it's like, okay, the go, no go point. We're about to go give hand out some peace is what we're going to do. So to have this aircraft named as the same kind of code name that the operation was probably being executed under was kind of uh, kind of ironic as well, I thought. Well, you know, and see, that's why having you on this show is so phenomenal because there's that sort of 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 history and background that otherwise you know in stories like this we wouldn't get so <laughs> i you wow you know normally i'd have a snarky comment about this whole thing but just dude i'm i'm just that's awesome yeah it's stoked i mean i, I picture this pilot yeah. rolling in wearing a cape you know <laughs> um, oh well, by the way they had that plane loaded in in in, in time like you would believe normally that plane in a in a passenger configuration would hold about 150 people mm -hmm. they pulled all the they pulled everything out of that thing, every chair out, treated it like a little cargo liner, had 308 of those guys loaded up and in and out of there like in an hour. So, I mean, if, if you blinked, you missed uh, you missed Irene on the ground. Uh, so. Dude, I can imagine him like opening the hat, opening the thing and just being like, I heard you. I heard somebody needed a ride. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yep, the crapper's full. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's see. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk some guns, Craig. Let's talk some guns. Are you familiar with what's going on down there in the in the great state of Texas? Yes, yet another state has passed constitutional carry. Yeah, this is this is great. Uh, I think they were the nineteenth or twentieth uh, over this past year to pass it, and today, uh, uh, you know, September first was effective date for them. So, you know, you think of you think of Texas, and you think, well, they must have had open carry to begin with, right? Well, they 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 did a long time ago. They lost some rights back back when. Uh, up until recently, you could open carry a long gun, but not a handgun, if I'm recalling that correctly. Um, what's happened today is they went full-on constitutional carry. They went open carry of long guns, open carry of handguns, no training requirement required um, for the open carry, and no training requirement. And, and if I'm correct, because they went full constitutional carry, no training requirement required for the for the concealed carry either, um, and uh, again, Craig, we've got the usual people that we hear from during this, and I know you're familiar with them that uh, object to this kind of uh, uh, carrying of firearms. Well, I'm, you know, what? first of all, I'm 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 a I'm a big believer in the right to carry. So whether it's open carry or concealed carry, although interestingly, historically, you know, in the old west, to carry a firearm concealed was considered kind of a it was considered to be kind of underhanded, which is yeah, it was why, dirty. Yeah, it was it was sneaky, dirty. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is why they required a permit to carry concealed. Correct. Um, but yeah, it was just the idea that then once again the recognition that your right to self defense doesn't end at your front door, and that's to yes. me more important than the ability more important than the ability to carry because yeah, the 
ability to carry is important, but it's a recognition by the state of Texas that my, my right to defend myself and defend my family doesn't end at my front door. It doesn't end at my property line. And that's, that's the most important message that is sent by these laws. Yeah. Um, listen, I appreciate that many of the police chiefs in the major cities, liberal areas of Texas are concerned that their citizens, um, may not understand the duties and responsibilities of carrying a firearm. So they are trying to educate those people. Uh, and they're telling them things like, listen, um, and this is kind of stuff you, you get in a basic class, you know, whether it be a two hour, or 10 hour class, you know, if, a, if you see a shoplifting, you don't pull your gun. If you watch two people arguing, you don't pull your gun. And it's basically what we tell everybody in these classes is it's to protect you and yourself from physical harm or death. Uh, you're, you're not the police. You don't pull the gun out and you go, go, you know, try and direct traffic with it. So I appreciate that these uh, these these police chiefs are trying to pass that word. Um, I think they should do it a little more like, hey, we have free training. Why don't you come get some uh, as opposed to, you know, threatening people not to do wrong or they'll be arrested. So well, well, that, some that would of it be is, nice. some of it, though, is some of, I'd say that some of those law enforcement officers need some training as well. Uh, not not just in yeah. shooting, but in particular in terms of okay. So now, do I how do I handle an armed citizenry? Because in many cases, uh, when we've talked about this before, from you know the academy, they're taught that uh, anyone who does not have a badge that has a gun is a bad guy, and that's drilled into them. And so now. You, you, there has to be a recognition that just because someone has a firearm or is in possession of a firearm does not mean that they are a criminal. And that attitude, that mentality is going to have to be uh, gotten out of law enforcement. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a, a certain level of awareness anytime you're engaged with someone who has a firearm, but you can't treat everyone who has a gun like they're a criminal. And unfortunately, that, that with many people, let me put it this way. Too often it is the case. I'm not going to say most cops are like that. Uh, I, I will. I'm not even going to say a lot of cops are like that. I'm going to say too many have that issue and and probably need uh, need some some retraining in that area. Yeah, it's, I, I would call it continuing education training as opposed to retraining. Um, you get um, listen. There's four states left that don't have any kind of uh, open carry provision. Um, Texas not being one of them because Texas always had open carry for the long gun. So there was kind of something law enforcement knew. But but even so, in the major cities, you didn't see people carrying long guns walking around uh, you know, in the major cities. But now you can see them wearing handguns walking around. Now in Texas, you'll see that plenty. Uh, you just won't be in the downtown area. But um, so, but yeah, additional training is, is, uh, is definitely required, continuing education training for law enforcement to make sure they know of every new law that comes out, especially ones dealing with firearms because you don't want any mistakes made so uh exactly. you know congrats to texas congrats to these chiefs that are you know talking about education rather than threatening people um and just uh remember hey in texas you've also got your signs there the signs there uh have the force of law so your 30-06 and your 30-07 signs that say no carrying of open or no carrying of concealed firearms those have the force of law so don't forget that that's one of the reasons they were able to get constitutional carry craig because they gave up that opportunity to this to the to private entities to have mm -hmm. signs that have the force of law so you know that's uh that was the trade-off um why is that compromise okay because that's something we gained back not something we gave up um, well so you we know and that, gained, that's the interesting thing back. is most most of the times compromise when it comes to guns is okay we're going to negotiate how much of our rights we're going to give up in this particular Correct. case it's a matter of we're going to gain access increase access to our rights 
And in exchange, you know, we're going to give private property owners a certain level of respect and rights. And I, I think that makes sense. Once again, though, in the net net, we've gained greater access or Texans have gained greater access to their rights. It, they haven't lost. And uh, that's right. an unusual compromise when it comes to gun rights. Well, and listen, and again, that's I, I don't even that we call it compromise, but there's no other word really to describe it. I say it all the time. Well, uh, no compromise. What does no compromise means? It means when the left wants to take my gun rights away, I'm giving no compromise because their right. idea of compromise is I want 100 percent of your gun rights now, but I'm willing to take 50 this year and 50 next year. That's right. their idea of compromise. Right. My idea of compromise is I'm gaining back rights. I would like back 100 percent of my rights but I'm willing to take back 50% on this issue because I'll take 50 back next year. So right. it's no comp, <coughs> excuse me. It's no compromise. Um, when giving up, I will take some compromise when getting back. I just don't have to get, I don't have to get a 100. I don't have to get everything I want right now. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, all right, well, let's, let's move on. Good, good on our good friends in Texas. So nice to, nice to see them there, uh, doing such, um, uh, Craig, this story I think is, is the one that uh, you were, you're taking us out. Help me, help me out with this story here. Okay, so in Con in Connecticut, they have this issue where, well, this is not just Connecticut. There there are a lot of of cities yeah. and a lot of states where uh, you have to apply to get a pistol permit, to be a handgun permit, to be able to purchase a firearm. Well, in this in the state of Connecticut, there are a number of police chiefs. Who are basically have basically been dragging their feet on approving on approving these permits. So imagine you have to get a permit in order to exercise a constitutional right, one that's already been ruled by the Supreme Court is your right, right? But imagine you go to apply and it takes you six months, seven months, a year in order to get your in order to be able to get the permit, which will then allow you to exercise your fundamental rights. Well, in the state of Connecticut, it was taking so long that, uh, well, residents decided that they were going to sue these four police chiefs who just seemed to deliberately drag their feet when it came to, uh, when it came to the application process for getting these, these uh, handgun permits. Yeah, this is, um, again, out of Connecticut, and I know this is from the Connecticut Civil, Connecticut Citizens uh, Defense League there. This is um, um, a great organization. I believe it's uh, Holly Sullivan's the, 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 the president of the organization right now. Uh, we talk to her all the time about situations uh, around the country and including in uh, Connecticut as well. It's a CCDL, uh, so check them out um, when you get the opportunity. Um, yeah, uh, we see this uh, Connecticut, Craig. Uh, the other places we've seen it is North Carolina recently. Uh, New Jersey always seems to be at the top of the list for these. But, um, I mean, listen, uh, CCDL is not joking around. They're going to go after these people. They're going to these, – these police chiefs, these sheriffs, whatever they happen to be, and they're going to make sure that the law is enforced because these are some of those laws that – Craig, they're on the books. They can't. They can't. And the excuses we've seen over the past year or two, you can imagine them, Craig, are, well, with the COVID, we don't let people in. Uh, yeah, yeah, bull crap. Guess what? Law says uh, you have to. Are you telling me you're going to stop making murder arrests because of COVID? If right. somebody comes inside and wants to report a rape, you're not going to take the rape uh, the rape complaint because of COVID? No, you have to make provisions yeah. for, for everything. It doesn't have to be what you like and what you don't like. Law says you must, so you shall. Right, you don't get to just claim you don't get to just scream COVID and then decide you're not you're not going to allow people to exercise their fundamental rights. And it's vitally exactly. important that that uh, that this lawsuit go forward. And folks, I know I I know lawsuits in general are not sexy, 
But folks, that's how you get a greater opportunity at permanent change uh, when it comes to our rights. Because every time they pass a bill, every time they go to do a bill and we fight the bill and kill the bill, uh, they come back the following year. So this is a way in which, in particular in states that are not gun-friendly, like Connecticut, where you can actually fight and get those rights back. And what will wind up happening is precedent will be set for cities and states all across the country who, who do stu- stuff like this. Now there's going to be precedent that uh, people in other states are going to be able to look to and say, look, see, the, the court said that you can't do that. So California, you can't do that. New Jersey, you can't do that. You know, it, 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 it advances the rights for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was um, one recently down in uh, North Carolina where, uh, you know, they, they I forget the timeline down there, whether it's 30 days or 15 days, uh, but they were well over the 90 day mark. They were well over the 180 day mark. And uh, the judge came back and said, listen, um, uh, here's a fine for you, sheriff, who says he doesn't have time for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So here's 120,000 reasons to motivate yourself. That's the court costs and the refunding of everybody that had applied for a license in 180 days. He said, well, if they got to wait and, uh, you know, it's just like if you went anywhere else to order a product, if you promised a certain time and it wasn't there, well, then this one's free. This one's on the house. So those thousand, four, five thousand people that applied for licenses ended up getting them for free. Thanks to the, uh, the chief there. So I like that judge's attitude. He said, um, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to participate in the Second Amendment? Well, we're going to let these people participate for free. Well, yeah. Imagine you, okay, so up. you're going to make it so that, I mean, think about this. Think about, you know, what was going on, uh, you know, in the spring, early summer yeah. of last year where you had yeah. riots breaking out, where you had, there was a shortage of, of stuff. I mean, there was a run on stuff at the stores. I mean, you really were, people were at a point where, okay, I need to be able to protect myself and protect my property. And all of yep. a sudden they got to this, they got to the, they went to apply to get their pistol permit or be able to get to exercise their fundamental rights and right. found out, yeah, now nah, you're going to have to wait, you know, three months, yep. six months. I mean, it would literally was the very definition of an infringement. And, oh, uh, yeah. you know, you, you, I'm sorry, you just can't do that. If you're going to require a permit to exercise a fundamental right, you need to be able to exercise, you need to be able to expeditiously put that permit through. Yeah, don't. Don't be messing around with the law in different corners. You just you you better watch, mind your p's and q's. Otherwise, you're going to get attacked. So exactly, that's it. Um, all right, let's move on to a very important topic. Let's go on to some major league baseball. Um, I'm not going to take the time to talk about how Commissioner Rob Manfred is destroying the game. Oh wait, did I say it? <laughs> Sorry, um, but he is. So let's uh, let's talk about a couple of our analysts, our players here. Uh, John Smoltz. Uh, is, is a Hall of Fame pitcher, uh, by the way, uh, the, the most elite organization uh, in this country, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. He's a member of Al Leiter, former uh, a multi-all-star pitcher as well. Uh, um, John Smoltz, Al Leiter, both work for Major League Baseball Network, the MLB Network. Uh, Smoltzy is also an analyst on Fox News. Uh, he has the unfortunate duties of having to broadcast with that moron Joe Buck. Um, and then uh, Al Leiter is uh, uh, an analyst and a, a baseball operations guy with the New York Mets of the National League. Uh, so these guys are both pretty much well locked into baseball's full-time jobs. Uh, Major League Baseball Network, under the leadership of Rob Manfred there, like I said, the commissioner of baseball, has they have been told, um, no vax, uh, you go home. You can't come to work. 
no vaccine as of uh you know september you you can't come to work so so these guys craig are being discriminated against because of a my body my choice kind of decision here yeah mike you know it's it it's a trip when you think about it these guys just don't I once again, I just it it it's idiotic. If you okay, so if you are vaccinated, then you can still get it. Uh, if I'm vaccinated, I can still get it, and I can give it to you. So how am I? How is my being vaccinated? Whether or not I'm vaccinated, how does that protect you? Especially when, by the way, if you're vaccinated, uh, chances of you getting sick are close to nil, or at least significantly reduced. I, yeah, I'm just yeah. once again, you whether or not you believe that, that's their logic. That's what they say. Oh no, nothing to do with belief for me. I'm, I'm never, you know, the papers today were saying um again they're they're looking at Pfizer about 40% yeah. effective and that Moderna, I didn't know this one, Moderna has about twice the antibodies in it that Pfizer has. So, hmm. you know, they, remember there was these were all touted to be the same, but um uh, evidently uh, not so. Um, I saw this, Craig, and I wanted to wrap this into this as well with the with this refusal business. It said people who don't want the vaccine aren't refusing it. You don't say a person is refusing to take antidepressants or refusing to get married. You can decline without refusing. You decide what's best for you. Right. Refuse is a manipulative term loaded with unfair moral pressure. So <laughs> they've just chosen not to get it. They've declined right. to get it. There's nothing to do with well, refusing once, your policies or anything like that. Once again, there is no, there is absolutely no exemptions for people who have already, uh, already had COVID. Which, by the way, we know, uh, right? Which we know the the protections already that come from having had COVID uh, last longer and is much more effective. Uh, the chance of you get catching it again and the chances of you getting sick uh, if you get it again are significantly lower. And by the way, it lasts significantly longer. Um, so we already know that, uh, but like I said, what, what really gets me about this is that once again, they keep saying, follow the science and they're not following the science. No, it's got nothing. It's follow the political science. You know that. Well, there you go. It's got nothing to do exactly with what it is. It's about following yeah. the political science. And just yeah. as an aside, so I'm not a big baseball guy. You don't, you're not really watching much football. And yet, you know, one thing we share in common, we hate Joe Buck. I don't understand yeah. how this guy, how is this guy, you know, he's a hall of famer. How is he in any hall of fame? Not in baseball, not in well, baseball. He's, he's not. in the football hall of fame. And I was like, dude, yeah. how, well, maybe I, I, you know what? I could be, I could be wrong about that, but he's, he's like on Fox's number one broadcast with Troy Aikman. And I keep thinking to myself, nobody I know likes this guy as an announcer. How does he keep a job? Every day when I go to bed and I kneel down behind next, next to my bed and, and say my nightly prayers, I pray that Joe Buck gets hit in the throat with a truck, uh, and it, ne <laughs> it, it never, it never happens. It never. Well, happens. I don't. I don't. Not wish enough that to on. kill him. Not enough to kill him, but just enough to keep him off the air. Just <laughs> enough. To I just. I don't. I hate him as an announcer, and I just don't understand how dude keeps a job. Horrible. I don't know how he is in football, but in baseball, he's the most horrible announcer. He's the kind of announcer that makes you stand up and go, "Wait, what just happened?" And you know what happened? Nothing. Right. He, he calls it wrong. He puts yep. the emphasis in the wrong places. He's got too many stupid stories about cheesesteaks or something like that. I'm watching a baseball game, Buck. Just, just go away. Let let Smoltzy handle it. All right. Well, I that's and that and that's the thing is in uh, in their particular case, he's supposed to be kind of the play by play guy, not the color guy. That's what Aikman is there for. 
Stop yeah. trying to pretend like you're an expert at the sport because uh, you're not. You you may right. watch a lot of it, but you clearly demonstrate. Here's the thing. It's not practice that makes perfect. It's perfect practice that makes perfect. You, you watch go. the same. You watch the same sport for decades, Joe Buck, and you fuck it up every single time. So yeah. you keep getting it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Overly, overly wrong. Just, just ugh, terrible. All right. Enough Joe Buck. Now I'm angry. All right. Uh, let's, let's move on to some more cancel culture nonsense, Craig here. Uh, um, the, the office, uh, if you, if you've never watched the office, it's, it's a, it's a great series, uh, the American version of the office. Um, and Craig and I, you and I were talking, uh, you know, before we started too. parks and rec, if you haven't watched Parks and Rec, watch it now because it's going to get pulled off a lot of reruns also because of uh, our good man Ron there. But um, let's uh, let's talk uh, Office. Uh, there was one episode back from 2005 it aired. 2005, it included D- Diversity Day. It went over, uh, you know, diversiveness and inclusion. And, of course, Michael Scott, you know, Steve Carell's character, gets it all wrong, you know, because he's a buffoon. Uh, but he's the lovable buffoon, which is why he's the leader on that program. Uh, gets it a hundred percent completely wrong, and uh, but it does so in a a humorous buffoonish style way. Well, cancel culture in Hollywood has now pulled it. It's no longer in syndication. It's no longer in the uh, uh, in the regular rotation. So if you do have an older CDs that you have copies of that uh, episode of that show, uh, seasons of that show, you may be able to get it. But who knows? I think in the future they're going to pull it from that as well because it's yeah. no longer politically correct so you know they're they're called dvds oh is it dvds is that what they are now yeah what i say they don't the cds are the are the audio discs Uh, dvds are the yeah wow okay well there you go i have a cd joke (laughs) i was going to use there but i've decided not to you and i you and i you probably still remember a track of course i do of course i do but (laughs) i could say i have a uh i have a cd uh joke for you but um I'm not going to go there. So, oh yeah, no, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. Yep, well, yep. but you know, but that's that's the thing is is the woke of once again the woke wokeification of society in Hollywood is just beyond me. It's I don't understand how comedians are going to even do their jobs anymore because you can't be funny. You can't look at things in a humorous way. You can't exaggerate things. And most of society, I mean, really what comedians do is they push, they go to the edge of society and then they look at it and they exaggerate it and they make fun of it. I mean, it's the height of free speech in our society. And for some reason, they just decided, yeah, no, that's not going to be funny. This is fascism in and of itself. I mean, this is the very definition of fascism. Uh, When one goes back and they look and you start controlling what people think, what people see, what people hear, what people can read. Uh, and it becomes a partnership of the of the in this case the woke government, uh, the mainstream media and entertainment and academia are all leading the way in this uh, left wing McCarthyism. Uh, just just this once again this just shutdown of anything that you disagree with, and it's it's what's bad is is, is just because someone disagrees with you, it is now considered to be offensive and therefore must be shut down. Oh, this is it. This is the burning of books. This is the tearing down of statues. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, fascism. This is wokeism. This is cancelism. This is this is rewriting, trying to rewrite history. So yeah, uh, you know, re- re- resist. Re- you know, resist at every opportunity you get, folks. Yeah, just it, once again, I'll tell you, great book, uh, liberal fascism, Jonah Goldberg. I think I mentioned it on the show before. Yep. 
uh, yep. reveals a lot of this stuff. But yeah, it just it it bugs the ugh. because some of the funniest stuff out there. Blazing Saddles could Blazing Saddles be made today? Uh, History oh of the Listen, World Part One. I, I've been watching uh, and I, uh, the uh, the Law and Order marathons, the original ones with Jerry uh, Jerry Orbach. You know, going back those days, mm -hmm. um, and even before that with. Uh, 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 Dunza and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? I forget. But anyway, um, with those guys on there, and they bleep so much out of that now that it's like I I can't even keep up with the storyline. Uh, <laughs> just the, just the words that they used to use in the early '90s, Craig, uh, on TV. You know, and so from '90s television, we've canceled that out. You know, every other word, yeah. I'm like, what did what did he mean to call him there? I don't even I'm not even sure what the word was that could have been there that could have been offensive. So. And at the same time, there are words that they allow now that 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 back in the '90s were considered offensive that you wouldn't hear. Right. That you hear stuff on the radio now that I'm like, I I would you would have never heard that on the radio when we were kids. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay now because I those are like, the new acceptable woke yeah, words. It, make, it makes words. me feel like get off my long guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, Speaking of get off my long guy. Oh, let's yeah, let's see this guy. Shot. I love this picture. This is a great picture. All right, so, folks, let's just put it this way. Um, I don't know that a presidency has disintegrated. The quality of a presidency <laughs> has disintegrated so fast. Right. And thus making this particular, uh, this particular parting shot, uh, well, so appropriate. <laughs> okay, hopefully, for those of you who are watching on your phone, you, you guys... You notice that that uh, uh, right under there, there's writing right under the Biden. It says the quicker fucker upper. <laughs> I went there. That's what it says. I'm gonna say it. We're not the quicker messer upper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, for, forgive my French. I was just re forgive me for being able to read. How about that? <laughs> Well, I don't know that we're on in many middle schools anyway. <laughs> Trust me, I've taught in middle school. They're using much worse language. <laughs> you know, true, true. I do, uh, I do some teaching. I do some sub-teaching. Um, I'll do the high school grades. They ask me to do the middle school. I'm like, what are you, crazy? I'm not doing middle school. No, that's it. I don't have a big enough arsenal <laughs> to defend myself with. No, absolutely not. So, um, oh, Yeah, but man. Joe Biden, the, the quicker messer-upper. So. Dude is just not fun. Dude is not fun. Hey, before we go, uh, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Our good friends at Gorilla Machining and Grid Defense. Gorilla Machining and Grid Defense. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have some great stuff for you from them. Uh, today is the day when I get that stuff from them. So by tomorrow, we'll know what it is. But uh, tune in Feedback Friday. You need your interactivity with us. And uh, you can win some free, cool prizes to go with America's Rifle. Exactly, folks. Now, hey, now if you're watching, and I know you, I know y'all are kind of waiting on getting the free stuff, but do this: if you're looking at buying parts, man, look, go to their website. There, the links to their websites are right in the description of this video. Check them out. Spend some money with them, because if you spend some money with them, uh, they keep giving us free stuff to give to you. So, hook us up. Hook us up. Hook yourself up so that there we can go. hook you up. There you go. Just like that. Just like right. that. Like, Remember, share, subscribe, like, share, like, subscribe. subscribe. Yep. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. I know you're watching. You could be watching us at 2A News. You could be watching us at Arms Room Radio. 
uh, or at uh, the California Republican Assembly. You could be watching this just about anyway. We're on a bunch of different channels. But the place we need you to like and share, we need you to like and share us on the rundown on Facebook and on YouTube. Do it. Do it now before Hillary gets you. <laughs> All right. We'll holler at you guys later. Biden didn't kill himself. But Bi- did you just say Biden didn't kill himself? Oh, man, I did. You Damn it. Say Biden didn't kill himself. I was thinking Hillary and I think she's going to whack him next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> depends on what she depends on what she has on or he has on her. Uh, well, <laughs> everything probably. All right. Talk to you guys All right so Epstein didn't kill himself. Let's leave it there. There you go. <laughs>